The following broadcast is part of the Moto One Podcast Network. Hey, 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 hey there. So, I thought I'd do another installment of Weekly Wiggins. Something popped in my head. So the rumors are that the much-anticipated Harley-Davidson uh, Street Fighter, whatever they're ready to call it, has been shelved <clears throat> due to... I don't know, them not wanting to spend money on anything fucking cool and just hiding in their hole hoping to sell motorcycles based on their name. So first of all, I know the Creative Writing Show has a few Harley employees that listen, and I'm hoping this one does too. And um, most of the time they agree with me though, so it's not even like I say anything they're, they're, they don't get. The, um, you know, the... I just, and this is purely opinion-based, as my show 100% is, but this is why long-term you're getting your ass kicked by Indian right now, or short-term, both, really. Um, the FTR 750, or fuck, the FTR 1200, the street bike, like, is it an amazing motorcycle across the board? No. But is it really well done at a pretty good price? Yeah. Is it, a, is it a part of the market that they're going to sell hundreds of thousands? No. It's a niche part of the market. They've probably already sold more than I would assume they're going to sell in the first place. Because I would put it up against, like, KTM Super Duke. But it doesn't have 17s, and it doesn't make that kind of power. Fuck, dude, it's like four or five grand less. It smokes a Sportster on, on paper. I, lo- I love Sportster, so you know that's hard for me to say. Um, it, it just, you know, it, 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 it's a weird niche. It's a weird part of the market, right? It's not a cruiser, but it's not a sport bike. It's definitely not a flat track bike. So what is it? Where does it fit? Who's buying it? I get it, right? It's not a sport touring bike. It's not an adventure bike. Like it's a street version that looks like a bike that you can't ride anywhere except smooth dirt ovals. So gravel roads are a little too loose, but the tires aren't really what I would do for pavement. But honestly, it's a badass bike, and it's it's probably currently a number two on my list of bikes I wish I could buy brand new behind the KTM Super Duke. Like, it is. And you guys know my opinion about Indian. Actually, not about the motorcycle company, just about some of the things they've done with our racing, really. I could really care less. The baggers and stuff, they don't really excite me. But however, I can see why they do. Like, for so many people that don't don't buy Harleys because of the name Harley. And, you know, I bought a brand-new Harley-Davidson Dyna 11 years ago, 2009, January 2009, almost 12 years ago now. And I got, like, an email that was, like, rate the bike, review the bike, like, write something about the bike. And I wrote this big, long email. But the general thing about the email was if the time ever comes that people stop buying Harleys because they're Harleys, you're fucked. 
like you're not going to sell any a motorcycle ever again. People only buy Harleys because they have the X factor. Don't at me with your bullshit on they do this, they do that. Everyone else does this and does that better, usually for less money. So why do people buy Harleys? Again, I bought one brand new. I currently technically own three. I need to get rid of a Street 750, but I'm trying to buy another Sportster again or a third Sportster. So I love them. I put my money where my mouth is. I fucking bought them. I have bought two motorcycles brand new. I bought myself three vehicles brand new. One is this Subaru Forester I'm in because I needed it for work and they're making the payment. And two are motorcycles. A Yamaha FZ09, the first year it came out, out the door like 8,500 bucks. Got the orange one because it was all that was available. And my 2009 Dyna. That's it. So, unlike a lot of people, I, I put my money where my mouth is and I've bought in Harley's brand new. But I bought it because it was a Harley. Wanted a Harley and no one else makes one. Indian, try as they might, they're making fucking victories. That's it. They're making victories with stickers on the tank. That's it. But the old saying was, ride a victory, you'll buy one. And I don't 100% agree with that. But if you ride it and you base your decision off how it rides, I do agree with that. They're not as cool. They're not. They don't have the X that Harley has. But it's a nice fucking motorcycle. So, you know, the, the FTR 1200 prototype comes out. And all these lame asses say, oh, dude, I'll buy one right now. Put, put it on order. So the race bike was 50 grand. So you dull it down none except for the motor and you put a production 1200 motor in it. So what's it gonna cost, 45 grand? None of those people that said, put me on a wait list, we're gonna buy it. None of them. The only motherfucker that really put his mouth, money where his mouth was, was Tom White, who also owns owned, he passed away due to, I believe, cancer. Rest in peace, he did a lot for the motorcycle industry, but also owned a McLaren. So money wasn't the issue. And he bought an FTR 750. He bought number one. But the 1200 came out and it was a street version. And I'll admit, when I first saw it, I was unimpressed. However, I knew it was going to look like what it looked like when it came out. Because I'm not a fucking moron. I don't look at a race bike and say, yeah, that's what the production bike's going to look like. Even homologated bikes had a lot different on them because you have to pass emissions. You have to do a lot of things to make, especially in the United States and a lot of parts of Europe, to make the government happy. That's how it's done, right? We're not dumb. But what was the timeline when Indian turned out that FTR 1200 from the prototype FTR 750 frame for the most part, but a handmade frame and their 1200 motor dropped in. A year? Fuck, dude. Harley's been fiddling their pecker for how many years on that uh, Street Fighter and on the, um, the Adventure one, right? Like, shit still ain't out. None of them are. You see a couple prototypes. I know I saw... Well, I was at a dealer show a few years ago and they had one there, but it wasn't actually out for us to see. 
it was earlier in the day or something. But anyways, beside the point, how long does it take? And it's even dumbed down for the street more <clears throat> than the FTR is. But Harley's backing away from racing. Harley's not only flat track, which makes total sense because they could barely get the thing to fucking turn left for 25 laps, let alone make the fucking podium, and they never did win a race. And again, don't at me with their production twins championship bullshit. They, they made a class. They couldn't win the real class, so they made their own class. That's why I hate when the pros show up to race hooligan, because we were a bunch of fat fucking idiots who took our sportsters to the racetrack to have a good time. We really didn't mean to make a class. We definitely didn't make a class so we could all go win. We made a class because we had these certain motorcycles and we wanted to ride them, and that was the end of the story. And then people show up because it's a class they can win. Manson Hines and Harley said, well, shit, dude, we're getting our ass handed to us by this Indian. You know, instead of designing a better bike, you know what we should do? We should just have a production class, which long term, I like the production class. I think it's great. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the riders in it, it's great for them. You've got these, you've got, uh, by the way, speaking of production, Johnny Lewis and Royal Enfield want to race their second time out. But you've got Johnny Lewis, who's a very, very talented product or a Premier Twins rider, right? He's a big name, but I think he struggles mostly sponsorship money-wise to actually compete with the fast guys, right? He's got a lot of talent, but I think his talent lies elsewhere. He does his schools. He does those things. Great for the sport. I'd want to take nothing away from him. Helped Royal Enfield develop this bike and... Now he's out killing it with it, you know, doing good. Um, I think production's a great spot for that. I think uh, guys like C-Tex, production's a good spot for him. You know, he's up front in there, but I, I think, again, it's, it's a rider who, in my humble opinion, that is not that educated, is a, um, he's just not the caliber rider for the Premier Twins class to be competitive and to get a solid sponsorship and to, to run up front. Let's face it. It's a tough fucking class. And if you don't have an Indian and you don't have this Uber amount of talent, it's tough. But again, to throw some back at C-Tex, like look what he's doing for the sport. He probably does more than any other rider to support flat track in general, you know, between the podcast and sponsoring people and helping people with their rider resumes you know, I, I'm stoked to see him in a class where he's able to run up front. He can get the sponsorship for it, and, um, you know, he can go racing. But I, I don't, to me, his legacy is not going to fall into how he did racing um, as far as his flat track legacy. It, it's going to be the other things that he does, the promoting, the sponsorship of young riders, the development, the uh, things like that, the podcasting, the promotion of the sport in general. Um, but anyway, so you know how my rants go. So back to the main point. I, I think things like that, it's not just the winning racing. It's the, the paper to production to putting a bike on the street that Indian has that they can do in such a short amount of time. It's the lack of bureaucracy and red tape. It's the lack of 
when Indian looked at that FTR 1200, they didn't say, well, how many units do you think we'll sell? What are our profits going to be? How much money are we going to make? They said, I want to build a cool motorcycle. And this is a good way to do it. I 100% agree. Dropping a motor you already make into it and uh, doing a cool street tracker. Yeah. I mean, how long did the XR1200 from Harley take from concept to production? I saw a video in oh, dude, early, early 2000s, late 90s maybe. And they were shaping the little air vent on the side of the tank out of clay. And that bike came out in what, 2008, 2009? And it was a short-lived thing too because it didn't sell enough. The profits weren't there. But it's not always about profits per bike. Look at Buell. Harley dropped Buell. Really the only American-made sport bike at the time. Buell, although has his faults, definitely, um, is a genius at the same time. That bike goes together like butter. When you assemble one of those bikes from a frame and motor, because I've had to do that, man, they are slick. Now, he made, like, the CG frame that was a totally different frame and swing arm for short people. Like, are you kidding me? Do a seat. Don't fuck up manufacturing for a half an inch or an inch different seat height. Like, come on. But that's how meticulous and picky he is, too. So I, I get it. But you also need someone that's in charge of manufacturing that A, has a passion for it, but B, isn't an idiot about it. Um, but again, Buell, Buell itself might not have made a lot of money as a company, right? So Harley, Harley killed him. But what did Buell do for Harley that they also now don't have, right? You had an innovative bike based on a Sportster that helped develop the Sportster motor, one, um, the new, you know, the newer iteration of it and a lot of performance parts for the Sportster that honestly people are buying. Probably could have had him involved in the Screaming Eagle and the Milwaukee 8 and all that stuff. Again, the guy's a genius. I mean, look where the baggers are at now. Could you imagine a Buell bagger straight from Harley? Fucking Milwaukee 8, nice motor, some better brakes, better suspension, lifted a little. Who knows what he would have done? Again, He's not the type of guy to go halfway, so he'd want all kinds of crazy shit. But, I mean, what if he didn't? What if you could say, hey, here's a bagger. Let's do a Buell version of it. What would he do? But that's gone. We'll never know because everyone looks at dollar signs and dollar signs only. And the problem with motorcycles is it's such a small part of our world. Dollar signs don't drive the industry. Passion does. I'm sitting parked in my car right now talking to my headphones because I love fucking motorcycles. Not because you guys are paying me to do this. Because as you know, no one's paying me to do this. No one's paying Turdman to do it. Shit, he has you guys join Patreon and then sends out more artwork and, and random shit to you. It costs more in shipping than he would, what he makes all year in fucking Patreon. So that's how the motorcycle industry is. People do it out of passion. People do it out of love. All the great things. All the things we talk about came out because someone was excited about it, not because it made someone money. You know, no one's... Cars are really the same way. You know, we don't talk about a Toyota Prius as, as 
this awesome automobile that we're going to remember maybe as hybrids come you know we'll know the first one it, it technically it wasn't the first one either and how the honda insight was way before and way better but you know no one especially with motorcycles no one's talking about what was that weird shark looking honda a few years ago i'm sure it was innovative and i'm sure someone wrote it and was like yeah this thing is amazing but you sat on it like a recliner and it had these weird pullback bars no one you know, and I'm sure someone at Honda was passionate, but really they were trying to revolutionize the riding style and thoughts of probably selling a bunch of bikes. But I look at things like the RC 51 where someone at Honda was like, fuck this Ducati V twin. Let's, let's beat them at their own game. You know, I look at like a Honda CBX where they were like, man, a CB 750 is pretty big and pretty badass. What if we add two cylinders to it? You know, really, and Harley has their fair share of that, not to take credit away from them, but it's turned into such a corporate thing. And it's sad to see them pull out of racing. And in my humble opinion, it's going to hurt them in the long run. You know, they want the dealers, the dealerships to buy these production bikes for 35 grand and go racing. They want it like the old days, but it's not like the old days. Dealerships aren't going to throw $100,000, $150,000 a year at a race program. They're just not, not very many anyway. And it wasn't a ton before, you know, you had Bartels, you had Las Vegas, but I think with the advent of the street going to Vance and Hines and doing that, you know, where's Las Vegas Harley at these days? That was Jared Meese's sponsor, by the way, before he went to Indian, he wasn't a factory Harley rider, rode for Las Vegas Harley Davidson. He was technically part of the wrecking crew, but it was about it. So I think long story short or short story long, however you want to look at it, you know, the the Street Fighter is shelved for now. And it's sad to me. And I think long term it hurts Harley. It does. Because Indian comes out with cool shit and they're getting people over to Indian. And as much as a lot of us like to poke fun at the Indian crowd and say that FTR stands for free to race because everyone I know that races one got one for free, except one person. So we changed it to finance to race. But, um, you know, I, I feel that FTR is a, a badass motorcycle for the street. And I think it gets a lot of eyes on what Indian's doing. And it's getting a lot of people, A, from Harley to go buy a new bike. And it's not a Harley. And a lot of people from the sport bike crowd and a lot of old guys and a lot of young guys both. Um, but, yeah, I think it's... Uh, you know, it's something to kind of look at long term. And again, it's it's mostly opinionated. And But it's sad to see someone coming in and saying, let's cut this, cut this, cut this. And when you, I don't know, like, what, what do you, are you, you know, if you just rely on Harley to sell as Harley, it's going to be hard. Because if you're pulling away the X factor, then what are people going to buy? You want something that rides good. You want something that's fast. You want something that's reliable. I hate to tell you this, man, but Harley's not at the top of the list. You want something affordable? It's not at the top of the list. Do a do a real bagger shout out, uh, shootout, whether it's at a track or on the street. Do both. Do a thousand mile ride and a track day, and then uh, you know, put fifty thousand miles each on one and see what kind of maintenance is involved. I guarantee that Indian's gonna smoke it like it did at Laguna. Goldwing's probably going to smoke them both. Some of the Beamers are pretty fucking good, too. Like, what, um, you know, what, what do you do? 
I mean, you guys got an air-cooled pushrod motor. Um, and again, I love them. I've bought them. And, but, you know, I see stuff like that Street Fighter coming up and we're all going, yeah, man, what are you guys doing? What's going on? And I get it. You're spending a lot of time and effort and money on electric bikes, bicycles mostly, um, and the electric bike, the live wire. And it's selling and it's cool. And I like to see that Harley's pushing that envelope, but I don't know. I don't know. That's my rant for this week. I just, uh, I was thinking about the rumor that the street fighter was shelved. I don't know about the, the adventure bike, um, being shelved or not. Um, but, and then I was like, man, that FTR 1200 is out on the streets, came out in a year and look how it's doing. And the point is it might not be making a ton of money for Indian. It might not be, but it's getting Indians on the street. They're taking away market share. Is it at sacrifice of profits? Maybe. Is it at sacrifice at profits enough where they're going to go out of business? I don't think so. Again, you know, uh, Polaris has been around a long time. Victory was around 10 years. And the only reason Victory got shut down wasn't because they were doing bad. It's because their sister company, Indian, really their stepchild or, or, or whatever you want to call them company, was having way more sales for the exact same motorcycles. So they basically just said, why do we have two brands? We own this brand, Indian. Let's just go with Indian. Let's drop victory altogether. Totally makes sense. I, I, I do, you know, I, I get that. But anyway, uh, that's my rant for the week. I did get an email, a long windy one about people not using social media. I get it. I apologize. Um, you know, I use what I use and I talk about what I talk about. And I'm stoked that I have some listeners. So uh, it's all good. So anyway, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Wiggins Talks Nonsense. And we'll be back next week for some other shit you probably don't want to hear about. But you listen and tune in to for about 20 minutes anyway. Thanks again. Please email askwigs at gmail.com. Um, and let me know how I'm doing. Thanks, everybody.